everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we are so happy to be back here with y'all, running our mouths, just talking our shit on another fun-filled episode. So, you know, girl, I think I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask you for the people. <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> I just want to go sleepy. <laughs> um, Like that. Like, <laughs> I want one of those sleeps. Oh. Well, I'm so happy that we recording early so you can get to, you know, rubbing your feet together yes. under the bed. I still need the meal prep, but. Oh, damn. But at least that's common. It's already yourself. cooked, though. I just got to pack it. I just got to oh, pack oh. it. Even better. Even yeah. better. So it's not that bad. You already doing better than me. I got nothing cooked, and, and I, I just I need a lot of food. That's all I got to say. Tonight for tomorrow, I just need food. I get it. I get it. But yeah, I'm just that's how I feel. How about you? Um, I'm okay. Like it's just been one of those days where I can't even believe how much work I've got done. I'm like, damn, I really be productive sometimes. That's wild. That's really really wild to think about. So. Um, I'm just happy to be here, you know? I'm actually cool. I'm just vibing right now. That's so good to hear that you're just vibing out. That's yeah, so good to vibe. Vibing out. <laughs> so, like, let's get into the show. We got a really cool... I really like our outline today. Like, I'm just loving it. So, first... um Faye 4. You want to explain the, the, the um, inspiration behind this? Sorry, I don't know why I'm smiling so hard. It just randomly came to my mind. But um, the Faye 4 is... For, our fave for corny jokes or phrases mine is mainly phrases but i literally don't even know what the inspiration was it just came i was just thinking like i was like let what's outside the box what's something that we definitely haven't done before um so i just thought that like why not because we always be saying we always be saying these little <laughs> phrases and mm-hmm. stuff and like laughing amongst ourselves so i'm like why not you know <laughs> so here's my four starting out hot and heavy with why i oughta that kills me every time no matter what context like somebody saying why i oughta just like really tickles me so much i'm gonna laugh every time um i'm gonna say honestly it really doesn't get better than that um another one is when somebody say beat it like especially like like in like um <laughs> Like '90s movies, like Beat It, Twerp, like beat like it. Roger from yeah. uh, Doug. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah, like that again. That's another one that tickles me every time because, like, the I sent. Um, I don't know if you watched it, but I sent you a video. It was like. Um, 80s bully comes to like 2023 yeah, and i always think i always thought about that because like in the video he was like give me your lunch money and all the kids was like it's giving broke like why do you need like and i'm like no for real because nobody can ever get lunch money out of me because i'm gonna be like what the fuck do you need you're bullying i don't care me? how scared i am of you that's the day i'm gonna stay in my ground no for real and i'm like you're bullying me and like you don't have no money like you're a like you're weird so that video was funny but like that tickles me because like that's always the thing that bullies say mm-hmm. like be the creep or something like that and to me i'm like that is 
obviously it's generational because I'm like, y'all, they could have never got me. Like, no. it, like kids grow up in the 2000s like us. Like, if somebody said beat it to us, we'd be like, yo, boy. Like, first of all, we'd be like, pause. Boy, freak. You freak body. Boy, freak body. Like, beat it. What, you mean? what do you mean? Like, pause. Like, what are you talking about? Boy, talking about beat it. <laughs> like, uh, no, now you never beat in a pervert allegation. Yeah, like, so that's why it's just funny to me because, like, something like that is definitely generational because, like, that shit had boomers shaking, like, saying beat it. Like, but, like, us, like, we were like, yo, pause. Like, he freaked out. Like, what? So, yeah, that's something that always tickles me because it's just layers to it. Because I'm like, you swear you tough. You talking about beat it. Like, what? Tripping. Um, the next one, I feel like this is definitely a classic ass wipe. Um, calling somebody an ass wipe is, I feel like, will always be funny because it's always random. And it always catches me off guard when somebody calls somebody ass wipe. Technically, I personally don't even think it's corny. But, like, calling somebody an ass wipe is just, like, so funny. And I feel like that's, like, it's very creative. Like, <laughs> it's a creative way to call somebody a piece of shit. That, we, that's where white people be snapping. They do. With the with the up. insults and stuff, they really do. Like, that that kind of stuff. I'm like, y'all need to stick to... I don't know why y'all want to say the N-word so bad. This is the good... This is the goal this here. This is the good shit right here. Yeah. Um... The last one is be there or be square. Cause no, for real. Like, first of all, I love stuff that rhymes. Second mm-hmm. of all, like, just be there. Like, be there. like, you don't want to. And again, stuff like th- this tickles me too. Because again, it's generational. Because like, obviously, to people like that was kids in the two thousands, like to us, like that's corny as fuck. But like that, like back in the like you know fifties and teens, like saying stuff like "be there" or "be square," they was like, oh, they. First of all, one thing about fifty kids in the fifties, they did not want to be square. Okay, <laughs> they didn't. They did not. No, they did not want to be a square. They did not want to be their a square. version of being a weirdo. That like, was definitely their version of being a, being a weirdo. cold weirdo. A cold, yes, stone cold weirdo. Being a square, what? Anything other than being ever the, the square. The ever. <laughs> for real like they really did not want to be square so like when you really think about it like that like saying something like that somebody's going they're going to be at your party if you tell somebody be there or be square they're going to be there because they're like if i don't be there i god forbid i'm going to be a square and you never beat in a square allegations. <laughs> you're gonna grow up. You're gonna be married with kids. And I remember him. That kid was a square. Exactly. <laughs> they will. Like, they, it's, it was very easy to be a square, <laughs> but it's also simple to not be a square. Just be there. Exactly. <laughs> just be there. It's that simple. Also, I just thought of another one. Um, honorary mention: numb nuts. Um, <laughs> say that. Yeah, yeah, I used to feel stupid when people called me, <laughs> me when I was young. and I have got called that because I have boy cousins. <laughs> really really funny that's a good one but yeah those are my four and my honorary mention okay so this was actually difficult for me but um i thought of a few so the first one is something that cracks me up is when somebody says get your paws off of that <laughs> yeah that's or a good get one your mitts. <laughs> get your mitts get your paws like when people refer to <laughs> sorry when people refer to somebody's hands as paws <laughs> Get your paws off of her. That will make you, you know, feel so dirty. Make, yeah, make you feel like a beast. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Dirty. Sabrina knows why I'm really laughing. It was a time in high school. Where, <laughs> I don't know what the statement was, but we had this teacher who was really nice, never really snapped on anybody. She was an angel. She was one of our favorite teachers. So sweet. And somebody did something to her, and he was like, "She's like, get your paws off of that right now!" Like she snapped on this guy out of nowhere and called his hands paws. <laughs> She was and we were hysterical. We were just losing it in class. And like my mom would also do that. Like she was like, I'm gonna put these snacks here and I better not see nobody pause. <laughs> yeah, that makes that would make me feel like an animal for real. That's crazy. A goblin. It's just disrespectful because you really don't you just really disgusted by me. That's how I feel <laughs> when you call when you say pause. No, for real. Um next is I get this from Helga Pataki when she'd be like, oh, criminy. <laughs> I love saying criminy. I say, there's nothing that's going to make you feel better when things just knock on your way and you can't believe it. And it's just better than cursing. It's just like criminy. No, like, for real. Criminy is me <laughs> and my mom. We love saying it, but it's not, it's when you say it, it's really not a joke. Like when I'm saying it to myself, but it's funny when, you, I say it around somebody that's not Sabria, and they bust out laughing like, girl, what? Criminy. Like, how old are you? But <laughs> that's a favorite of mine. Another family favorite is loser. <laughs> Nothing hits more than calling somebody a it loser. Do. I definitely be calling people losers because I'm like, y'all really be losers. Do you know what it means? Would it be a loser? Y- you haven't won. Like, what you do is just like... Everything you do makes me feel like you've lost it, everything. Yeah. And I also just like it, again, if we're going to go back, revisit sitcoms, let's go to the 90s. Like, being a loser was the worst thing. Like, <laughs> not having a date to prom, everyone's going to think you're a loser. For sure. You know? Not making a cheerleading squad, everyone's going to think you're a loser. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously, toxic environment to grow up in. However, it just was like such a big deal to be a loser. Um, it still is, but it's just different things make you a loser today. Yeah. Like, if you don't have a date to go on prom, everyone's like, yeah, get it. Get a girl. Go by yourself. Nobody yeah. cares. But if you are like, if you have a terrible take on the internet, you're a big loser. <laughs> If you don't take care of your kids, Big you got multiple energy. baby moms, you're a major loser. Also, never forget in Camp Rock where they did that iconic movement. And it was like, whatever, major loser. <laughs> Love that. Love that they so really much. But it uh, depends. If you ask me and my, my cousin Deja, they did. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> knock it off. Oh, yeah, that's a good... That's, like, my mom's favorite thing to say. My mom, too. It's funny to me, though, when little kid Like, now, when I was a kid and I got told to knock it off, I felt real embarrassed. Like, I would just feel like, damn, I'm really doing the worst thing. I got told to knock it off in front of all these people. But now that I'm an adult and I hear other adults tell kids to knock it off, I think it's funny because it's because their expression on their face. My mom told a dog that, and I'm like, huh? That means stop it now. Now, knock it off. Yeah, my mom be like, shut it down, knock it off. And one time, we were in Friendlies. If you know me, you know my family, we love Friendlies. <laughs> and it was this this white man, he had these three little boys that was rowdy. 
and he says so loudly, he's like, knock it off. <laughs> oh, yeah, white people will tell you to knock it off in a minute, okay? When I say them kids sat, sat still, my mom was like, oh, yeah, he beats them kids at home. <laughs> they, they settled right down, and they didn't act up for the rest of the time. At white people do not play about that knock it off, okay? When they say that, that's But they usually mean something catastrophic is going to come next. Yeah. But I really feel like if they say knock it off, like, consider it a warning. Um, <laughs> but yes, that is um, the Fade 4. It was difficult for me, but I felt like, you know, I came up with some some, some hits, you some knockers, it. you know? You did it. Thanks. Congratulations, Queen. You always keep me on my toes. Yeah, it's exciting. Yay. Woo, what to do? <laughs> so now let's get into Pray For Us this week. Um, we want to pray for all the people in Maui, all the folks uh, on Hawaii who were impacted by those wildfires. The death toll just keeps going up to, at this point, um, almost 100. And I just feel like so terrible for these people. And, you know, I just know, I know that it must have been really, really um, just scary. Yeah. Going through this. Yeah. Very scary because fire can be more dangerous than water sometimes. And um, I just really hope that they get the help that they need. Everybody who has been to Hawaii as of late, um, definitely look into giving back to the yeah. people of Maui and helping them out because they really need our help more than ever. Absolutely. And I saw a video of like how dark things got so quickly because a lot of times people can wonder like, well, how can a fire like that happen? And you not know you don't have time to escape. It's out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, it is out of nowhere. You're looking outside and then all of a sudden things are getting black. It's so fast. And it's Mother Nature is merciless. Mm -hmm. Especially when something is especially when it's windy, the fire that just like pushes it through. Yeah, for sure. And like this one woman was like, my door just got really hot out of nowhere and I knew it was time to evacuate. Mm -hmm. And some people, like, I don't know if I would have like immediately just evacuated my home. I would have been like, oh my God, that's weird. The door's hot. What do y'all think we should do next? But that person was like out, yeah. you know, and I saved their lives. So, you know, just prayers for all the people affected, you know, rest in peace to the people who lost their lives. But it's going to take some time to get over this. And I think it's like we can't let this go unnoticed because I feel like oftentimes when things are in another country, it's a big deal. But when it's here in the, the U.S. and it's happening to brown people, mm -hmm. it, it gets put on a back burner. Yeah. So definitely just want to continue to send our prayers and support to the, our Hawaii folks. Yeah. I agree. Right. So let's move into tea time. And let's get into our sis, Victoria Monet, who just continues to make us proud. She's so freaking cool to me. Like, she's just so cool, like, talented. I love listening to her lyrics. She really slick with it. Like, when her mm, people she's say, slick with it. She's yeah. so damn slick with it. Like, mm. That's a corny saying, but um, but she but really it's, is. It's how you describe her. She is, because, like, she says something in this song. So we're talking about the On My Mama video. Um, mm -hmm. which is her latest single and she says something about I'm in my bag like a peppermint and a like grandma like a, like a grandma with her peppermint yeah. I'm, I'm so deep in my bag like a grandma with her peppermint yep. yeah is that and I'm like she's just so slick with it like that was so slick to say um and uh just the video the homage to the south how she was dancing 
Um, her mom was in the video. Her daughter was in the video. She just is so freaking cool. Like, if y'all haven't seen the video, please watch it. It's such a cool video. It reminds me of my childhood. Um, I love looking. I love when pretty girls get like real made up and they wear baggy clothes. So I was a huge fan of that. Um, it was hella early 2000s. Um, I just loved it. I really enjoyed the video a lot. Like, she looked great. She looked like she had a fun time. Everybody involved looked like they was having fun. I loved it. I really did. I really loved it. It was such a good, good, good video. I'm like, she really is just a star. She's up next. She really is a star. Like, she's really a star. I've loved Victoria Monet for so long, and I just think that for so long, people knew her as Ariana Grande's songwriter. Yes, you actually put me on to her, um, and now, like, I just want to get more into her, because I'm just like, she is just great, but you're right. You're right. That's what people was, like, uh, associating her as um, Ariana Grande's songwriter. Yeah, like, look at Ariana Grande's songwriter trying to, like, do her own thing. Look at Ariana Grande's songwriter. You know, look at her best friend. Look at her sidekick. And I'm like, mm, no, it's really not that, though. This is somebody with pure star quality. Yes, yes, yes. She yes, can yes. sing. She can dance. She's beautiful. Yes. She's charismatic. Yes. She's creative and she has her own style. Yes, yes, yes. Like who do, who else do you know makes make brown the color yes, brown? Yes, I was just about to so say vibrant. Yes, she the does. Blonde, she's just so like I feel like you can tell. This is gonna be so weird to say as somebody who don't know her personally. You could tell her mom raised her right. <laughs> she did. Also, like I love seeing her mom in the video. The way she I was dancing. I love her mom. I love her mom. I love her daughter. It just feels like she her mom pushes her to be her biggest self mm -hmm. and that's like i always like gravitate towards women who are just like i'm gonna be bigger yes, yes i'm gonna be bigger you, nobody can control me like i'm not trying to fit in nobody's box like i'm actually trying to take the box and like crip walk on top of it i don't want to be like nobody else and i feel like that's victoria monet like her music is so good she say what the fuck she wants that's what it's just so unapologetically mm -hmm. like strong and sexy and another thing i really can appreciate is like when she she kind of has gone through a transition like there was her career before she had like her baby hazel who also was featured in the baby uh, in, the, in the in the video a star hazel's a star mm -hmm. right so she had her career before which i was kind of just getting into victoria monet right before she announced that she was pregnant mm -hmm. then she has her pregnancy and it's just like for a lot of women it's not the end. Like, that's just not the case anymore. We see with people like Beyonce, with Cardi B, with Adele, like with Young Mike. It's just not the case no yeah. more. Having a child in your career. But it certainly changes your career, right? It's, it changes so much. That body, the way she, you can tell this is not no lipo body. No. <laughs> this is pure working out. Yes. This is pure, you know, and, and she's taking her time with it. Like, I'm such a fan of Victoria Monet. It's to the point where sometimes if I don't see her, I just go on her page, look through her stories, look through her highlights, look through her man page. I really am <laughs> obsessed with her. Yes, you so are a Victoria Monetologist. I will say that. I love her so much. Like, what am I? I'm a Jaguar. You know, I'm so pissed I couldn't get tickets. I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm still healing. Um, but, like, I saw that she took her time. Like, she, it's like she just did everything perfectly. And I know it couldn't have 
been that easy from her end transitioning into motherhood being a writer managing all these things but I just respect women who just keep it pushing no matter what. And that's what she did. She has her child. She she have her like career. She she just keeps pushing through. And I just don't understand. Well, I actually feel like her mainstream popularity doesn't impact how good her work is. But I also feel like her mainstream popularity is on the horizon. Yeah. Like I just feel it coming for her, which I can't think of nobody who deserves it more. I just don't get why anybody, any R&B girl should be on a Grammy stage, should be on a BT stage, should be on any of these stages, if not her, because nobody's doing it like her. And it's to the point where if it's not her next, if her, you know, that popularity isn't on the horizon, then I'm just like, then y'all really are proving that y'all just don't fucking know talent. Yeah. Because what is this? This is better than anybody else right now. This is better than any she's so other good. R- new R and B artist. Exactly, you know? and she's like one of the few that actually, um, like, writes her stuff. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, come on, come on, because it's like, it's certain songs that just we. I'm not going to be petty and name things. They're just not good, but somehow they're like named they're yeah. like really really famous it's just not that good yeah. so um it's coming and i knew her her success was bigger than what even i knew because i was under the impression like i don't like how this there's this niche audience of people who are like lifting up victoria monet baby her tickets went on sale i think at like 10 i went and looked at 10 20 sold out yeah like i was so surprise like not surprised not surprised in like a like she don't deserve this but i thought it was just like very like like iman said like a niche audience yeah i was like oh not as many people in philly are gonna see her as me and i think that was my indicator that like oh my god like i was mad i couldn't get the ticket but i was so happy because she said something when she released that when she released a preview to Jaguar too, like y'all don't let this flop, and I'm like, yeah, y'all don't let this flop, and I was like, I'm gonna do my part, I'm gonna get the ticket, I'm gonna, I'm gonna download the album, I know what I'm gonna do, but it's like the fact that everybody's showing up for her, I'm like, no, this is getting real. I don't think she, they think this is her last tour of being able to book a venue that small. Mm-hmm. Next time it's gonna have to be Wells Fargo Center. It's like SZA, like remember last time we saw SZA, she was at what the TLA was it? It or was the Fillmore? the Fillmore. Yeah, it was the but Fillmore. She was at the Fillmore, which is a super intimate, like, venue. Mm-hmm. The next time SZA came to Philly, she was in the Wells Fargo Center. That's wild. So I think that and that's what's about Beyonce to happen. There. You, we see, you see Kanye West. You see Taylor oh, yeah, Swift. Oh, yeah, Kanye West there at the Wells Fargo. Th- th- that's who you see at the Wells Fargo Center, and that's what SZA was able to sell out because it's just like she, her impact is that big. Like, you know? Yeah. So I'm just proud of Victoria Monet. Like, I feel like that is my sister. I'm just proud of her. Yeah, I feel like she is too. But like, I definitely believe you. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's amazing. And I'm also happy that you are, like, open. I know that, like, you are generally just a fan of people. And sometimes you're like, I don't know if I like your music, but I'm a fan. So me hearing you say that you're going to give her music a try, I'm just like, oh, she must have really been spitting for you to be <laughs> like, oh, I'm about to get into this. But for real, I really do think you will like her shit because similarly to Beyonce, it's music that make you feel yourself. Like, yeah, look in the mirror. and like, I love that. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I am on a rampage to support all women in their 30s. Um, so, that's my... And mothers. Like, yes, and mothers. I'm just, like, on a rampage to support... That's my... Who I'm trying to support right now. And, like, I'm just, like, I just love, like, she, again, she's... Her stuff is, like, sexy 
and I love that she has fun with it and she's not too serious and you could just see the like the humor and her stuff and just see like just just she just I just feel like she just she's great I just she's, she's great, great and she's cool and like you know she's Ariana Grande's now Ariana Grande's her friend <laughs> yeah she's not and, the friend of Ariana Grande and exactly like also, I'm a fan of Ariana Grande's music, me so too. I feel like it would make Clearly. sense me too. for me to um to like her. Oh my gosh, when you said I'm a fan of Ariana Grande's music, I'm about to say me too, big time. Because I felt like what I just said sound like shady. No, it's really not. No, no. <laughs> I definitely understood where you was coming from. But yeah. yeah. So I yes. feel like it makes sense for me to be like, ah. We love you, Victoria Monet. Can't wait for Jaguar 2. It's coming out this month. I don't have the exact date, but it's going to come. Woo woo. Let's go. All right. Let's get into Utah. That's right. Um, <laughs> Ryan, if you're listening, shout out to you. <laughs> but Utah is the first state to ban social media for anyone under the age of 18. Yeah. All right. And this is like news from March, but I had never heard about it. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. So, yeah, we figured that we didn't hear about it. I know a bunch of y'all probably haven't. Um, And definitely tell us your thoughts and opinions. Me personally, as somebody who's, like I said, has been on social media since I was 11 years old, I feel like it makes sense. Generally, it's supposed to be like that. But like, since a state is being like really strict about it i feel like it will be implemented more and i feel like it honestly like i said it makes sense because the internet is just getting like more out of control it's getting crazier and crazier and then also like i mean we'll touch on some of that in the talking place but like i feel like the internet is just getting way more insane and like people are becoming way more desensitized to things because mm-hmm. i know me personally some things i am desensitized to because i have been on like i said i've been on social media since i was 11 years old mm. so like it used to be this thing called um rotten.com and like gore and stuff and like body horror and stuff like even if it's real it don't really bother me but that could be a result of me being desensitized from the internet but rotten.com if you um, if you know you know but if you don't remember it's a website that had like really gross grotesque things on it and it was so easy to access i don't even remember you having to type in like a birth date um if and like or x if you're 18 years or older also like it's very easy to i remember from when i was younger it's really easy to just click the thing and say i'm 18 years or older Mm -hmm. um but i didn't do that often i probably just did that with like games i didn't want to see anything else but um but yeah so i feel like the internet is just getting really like intensely more insane people are getting more crafty with scams because they have to because like people our age um and younger are like hip to like like you know how back in the early 2000s it used to be like click for a free ipad ipad nano mm-hmm. and we know that's a scam because we grew up with that and like maybe one of us clicked it and we gave our home computer a virus and after that we <laughs> learned so so like but i never did that because my dad first of all if anybody know anything about my dad is he loves technology and he's always had spyware 
knew that. And I never did it because I knew ain't nothing in life for me. Yeah, exactly that part. So, but they have to get more crafty with scams and things like that. So, like, things that it might, like, seem, like, for instance, um, like, the calls even now, like, I got a call that says somebody had a U.S. Customs, they was, like, trying to send drugs in my name or something like that. And I was like, wait, what the hell? That's and scary. guess what? That That's scary, and we know better, but my grandma sits there on the phone and engages exactly and also kids like old mm-hmm. older people and kids are like similar in that way for real so in a lot of ways a lot of ways <laughs> so it makes sense that it would be a cutoff like 18 years or older because like i was saying like people are getting more crafty with things and like things are just getting real intense like for instance on twitter like you can literally just look at porn like it's not even like blocked and stuff it's just straight up like it's very easy it's really easy to it pops up yeah it's easy trust me it'll just pop up and it's easy to access it and things like that and like um i just feel like some things that kids should be innocent to like i feel like i wish that like you know I, I mean, I'm the only child, so, like, I will spend a lot of time on the computer because I didn't have siblings. So, there's some things that I'm like, I probably, I wish I didn't see that. Or, like, how I was, like, me and my friend was in the chat room and, like, just bullying older men. But, like, they deserved it. But, like, <laughs> but, like, I just, like, you know, kind of want to, I kind of wondered, like, what life would be like if I wasn't on social media and on a computer since I was 11 years old at 31 mm-hmm. like I'm thinking about that like how would like my life be I mean in in a way it also made me like more aware of like some social thing like things that are internet like that people don't understand like I can get that like through the internet but it's just like I feel like it makes sense for kids to be like like and also it will help kids to like it will push them to go outside more or like just like interact with their like in real life friends more Ooh, I, I never said in real life i mean not never said but not say not saying irl that was crazy i felt like a boomer but um like they're in real life friends like because i worry about that a lot especially with like you know the pandemic and you know it's still you know going on like how social interactions are with kids um because you know they spent a lot of time um developmental years and still spending their developmental years inside and being um like on zoom for school and things like that um and I'm like, if my generation is weird as fuck and Gen Z weird as fuck, we already see it on TikTok where they're like, people are dancing and they're like, oh, my grandpa just died. And they're like, yeah, oh doing, my God. And they're doing it's a so Millie crazy. Rock. It's and so it's crazy. Like, so, like, it's so crazy. Like, talking about the most traumatic shit that's yeah, happening. And they're I'm like, like, and we supposed to just accept this? Like, yeah, it's normal? Because it's like every generation, it gets worse and worse with the desensitized on the internet like for instance millennials have a way of doing that um I like for instance like um like oops, um like a millennial thing I probably would be like not me like 
not me about to kill myself like something like that yeah, like tweeting like, 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 oh, but then Jay-Z is like Millie rocking like at a uh, like a funeral and then it's like what will the younger kid like what it just gets like, funnier and funnier like and each like, time it just gets funnier and funnier it like, does but I'm like how worse can it to get to them <laughs> yeah, yeah and then like I also saw this video like okay some people may think that this is funny but I'm just like it's just it's just this battle to be insensitive in my opinion like there was this girl like um you know that song it like killed that hoe like and it's like something like they do like the gun um movement yeah and this girl was like something found out that i was um uh something weeks pregnant and then she's like killed that hoe and i'm like whoa like i understand that we all, like we make these jokes about things as a way to normalize but also it gets to a point where it's like I'm starting to think something's wrong with you because that's not something you should just be like like you that thirsty to get attention you that thirsty to be seen as like cold you're that thir- it's just it goes wronger and wronger and I know that's not a word but it goes wronger and wronger every day yeah. and like at some point I feel like it's about it's, it really is time for the government to step in like I also see like TikToks of people like um, me, an iPad baby, uh, trying to you know get mad when people talk to me like at the at the dinner table. I'm on my iPad now. That's the type of shit that will drive me nuts because like I don't like iPad babies. I don't like that. I don't like you being glued to anything. I actually don't even like like if you go out with your friends and you on your phone the whole time. There's something wrong with you. Like me and Sabria. We might take some pictures of our food, um, but we don't really use our phones while we're out because that is time to engage IRL. You know, it is time to engage like technology does not replace things. And also one other thing I want to share on this was um, there's this book about concentration and I'll find it on my Audible on my um. Yeah, my Audible, because I downloaded it and I haven't finished uh, listening to it. This author also appeared on, like, Oprah's Super Soul Conversations. And he was just like, I cannot focus anymore. Like, I don't know what has happened to me. Like, this is the same person that used to, who's wrote, like, has written, like, X amount of novels. Now I can't bring myself to just complete one task. And he literally went to, like, somewhere, I believe, like, in Cape Cod, uh, locked his technology way. He literally only bought a flip phone, just enough for people to contact him, just to know he's alive. But he went on a, a full cleanse. It was like I can't do this. Like I, I need to stop. Um, like uh, I need I need to stop. Like you know, I give myself a break, and things started to come back. So he was saying his whole bottom line is the way that we get our focus back is uh by controlling the internet more like it really does there are no guidelines as it relates to things like cyber things if you have a cyber stalker there's nothing people really can't get in trouble for that they can literally make your life hell they can dox you share your address it's not really a crime Mm -hmm. you know uh kids they can just see things and there's no way to guardrail that people like me or you can just see things i think that like of course these social platforms try to create community rules but that's just the tip of the iceberg and i'm like yeah it's when I say the go- it's time for the government to step in, I'm like, no, for real. Like, why are we letting our most vulnerable minds, like, have access to any information that they want? And we wonder why things like school shootings amongst these young people have gone up. We wonder why suicide has gone up, why, you know, people are feeling like, oh, when, this is what I'm going to get done one day. Like, everybody just got a surgery plan. 
yeah, at some point, I'm going to get my boobs done. At some point, we would, that wouldn't have been so normalized if it wasn't for the internet. Yeah. If it wasn't for the social media. And I hate to see kids acting like... Like, you ever see, a, a, like, somebody online, and you know exactly who they acting like? Like, you acting like Jada Wade, I could tell. <laughs> I ain't going to say that did not exist when we were young. But it's really nauseating at this point. And obviously, like, they're children, and you got to redirect them. You can't think that they're disgusting but when i see it i'm just like where is your mother where is your father yeah, where's your a lot grandma of people do. and also like just like again i feel like um another thing is the urge to like incite things is like at an all-time high like if people see another thing that we're, this is where i feel like a boomer i feel like a boomer when people post certain things on TikTok, mainly TikTok, and they're like, please let this go viral. Like, I'm trying to go viral. And, like, me, I don't know if it's because, like, I'm older, but, like, going viral or, like, wanting to go viral is, like, so cringy to me. And, like, this is spoken as somebody who goes viral constantly. Mm -hmm. I actually have a viral tweet right now. And, like, I <laughs> muted. I think I have two of them, and I've muted them. I always mute stuff when I go viral because I don't really care I not really I don't care at all what after I get, get it off my chest I don't care what what happens with it like you know I just yeah. don't care that much um especially because I'm like on Twitter there's no money in going viral I don't care it's just like whatever it's just attention and I get enough of it in my real life but mm -hmm. it's um like when people feel like they need to go viral in order to be successful or like the desperation and they just like are willing to do whatever it takes in anything i'm like that's like kind of creepy mm. it's kind of it creepy. is it is creepy and it's, I, I always hated people like that who will do anything for attention because i'm like when you talking to them you just know you're not talking to anybody. I'm yeah. sorry. I know that sounds really crazy, but like when you're talking to them, just know that they, they don't give a shit. Yeah, they like don't. if it's not shiny, if it's not pretty. And the fact is, they could literally be standing right in front of somebody who's on the brink of huge success, but they can't see it because you're not already there. Like mm -hmm. you're not talking to a, huge, a real person, you're just talking to a user, mm -hmm. you know? And it's just, I, I don't like users. I don't like, um, it's actually a really big pet peeve of mine. People, who try to pick friends another th reason why i think the internet should be regulated with young people more um i don't like when people try to pick friends based on aesthetics that really bothers me um but i think that because everyone is trying to fit into the bucket like i look like old money i look like the pretty clean girl yeah, yeah, yeah. i look it's like the trash bag girl so everyone's trying to label themselves and they're like well you can't be friends with me unless you dress like in skims you can't be friends with me unless you use uh dior blush like those are the type of girlies i like and it's so unrealistic because i feel like if i look through my friend group all i see are people who dress different from me like me and my friends none of us have the same style yeah ain't that crazy yeah exactly especially you and i like we couldn't be more opposite but like still rocking out and we still have a lot of things in common it's just very weird i feel like the saturation also of the internet makes like people want to be like you said more clicky and just like it's like kind of worries me because it's like who are you really are you just like this person like are you just 
who you think that like will get the most engagement because there's people and I'm not saying that your style can't change but there's people who literally started for instance the pandemic like dressing preppy like before and then out of nowhere they're like wearing like teddy bear earrings and they're wearing like two skirts and all this tool Mark Jacobs kiki boots and like they got like a who are you haircut and I'm like because like for instance me personally I've always maybe I'm not as extreme as now but I've always had like this personality like I've always like loved hot topic I've always liked spooky darker things I've always had my nails done and like I know that like sometimes when you get more money you can be like your true self or whatever but it's like y'all know it should evolve though yeah your style should evolve evolve. it shouldn't be like you you literally switching lanes every two years you have no originality (laughs) I don't know many people who are like that I feel like the girls who were sneakerheads when they was young they still like wait for Jordan releases now like my yeah. cousin Kiki I feel like you again hot topic you you are just like kind of, if anything going deeper into who you'd like to be and I know like it's, it's the same for me like I've always had my style I just learned how to like be better at it as yeah. I've become older but some some people it's just I, I just don't think it's good for these young people I think them they show their homes too much I think they show their family business too much yeah. they just randomly talk about their parents divorce and it comes a point where it's just like of course it's healing you you it's something very transparent about that but at the same time it's like you are 13 do you actually know what this does yeah exactly you know people will embarrass their family on the internet and sometimes your mom is a good sport but it was one i'm like oh no if my child did this to me i would probably punish them really bad like do you ever see that um video i think it's like uh it's like suki song like eating his ass oh yeah and i'm sorry i feel like no black mom would find that funny <laughs> That was crazy. He embarrassed her. He had Shuck and Java with her teeth sticking out. <laughs> also, okay. at the same time, you ain't had to go your favorite dance. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> she was doing the Watusi. She was just acting like jumping up in the air. Now come on, I was a different example because she definitely. <laughs> She didn't have to do that, that's for sure. But I'm sure she was just trying to be like, let me make my son laugh. Not knowing what he was actually doing. And I'm like, I, I, I don't even know how to do those dances. Yeah, she said, ah. But, like, to you, <laughs> that, yeah, I would have been pissed off. Don't put, don't talk me, I'm your mother. Um, <laughs> but two things before we, um, I'm about to say before we pass, but no. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you say? next segment um <laughs> one i'll say before anybody try to drag me yes i did learn about the subculture that i'm very into through the internet you know my space and stuff blah, blah blah but i liked it i stuck through with it but this like how and again this is i love tiktok so i would never say i don't i mean i, I love tiktok but like two things can be true how fast people pump out like aesthetics and this core and this core and this core and this core core i feel like 
these younger kids like how can they just like straight up see who exactly could because they're like oh if you just like this you get this and then a lot of things are like tied to money like how everybody's mm-hmm. doing that like npc thing and they're like oh because pinky dot got all this money let me do it let me act like an npc and i'm like it was cool when she was doing it because it was very niche it was very weird and now everybody wants to do it because it's like a chance to get money and it's like oh if i do this cottage because it's like there's like some like plus size influencers I follow and like looking at I'm like okay there's this one like there's a few girls I follow who like I feel like their style is very sexy but it's like then sometimes they'll dress like for fashion over and they'll be like oh this is my cottage core look this is my this look this is my this 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 look and I'm just like I get it you're doing it for a check but I'm like thinking about kids watching it's like you don't really know who you want you're like oh if I dress like this then I can get this partnership I can get this this is it's like who do you want to be and I'm somebody that's just so hell-bent on like I just love the things that I love like straight up it's just no I just love the things I'm just like madly deeply in love with every like I'm madly deeply in love with dolls with like goth like horror movies like all this stuff I just love it all so much and it's just like it just like kind of worries me because I'm like what path it's like what path will you choose like it's just like who like you know and not saying that change is bad but it's just like who you know changing who you are to fit in with certain people and also in order to get a check that's like no way to live you know exactly exactly so in short regulate it per good job you talk never thought i'd say that (laughs) um so moving forward let's get into um the sunken place please please so child this has been something that has been on my mind for a while, and I'm not going to lie. I finally did watch Jocelyn's Cabaret, and as somebody who, again, I'm going to say this is just the generation show, not to blame it on being a millennial, but I did grow up watching Flavor of Love, Charm School, all that shit. So I will say a part of me, I'm so sorry, I will always love shitty reality tv shows mm-hmm. i cannot help that that is how i was raised i was a child i'm a victim if you will <laughs> but <laughs> what i will say zeus has taken that too far too for a lot of far. these little knockoff channels way, also way 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 too far okay so um i'm not gonna get really into jobs and cabaret because that's not really what the focus is and it's like i guess it's different circumstances i'm sorry it really is y'all know how jocelyn is just whatever but anyway blueface and Krishan have a show called crazy in love on there and mm. it's literally so scary because it's like literally it's literally domestic violence being normalized so what made me pick this topic so second place is the Zeus network and people who are just normalizing this uh, domestic violence so I saw a clip last night and it was um Christian and Blueface in a car and he was like you 
are under my ownership. Like, and Shorty was saying, he was like, if you want to be treated differently, then you have to be with somebody else and be under their ownership. And like, all women are under a man's ownership and all that stuff. It just sound really crazy. And like, Krishan just looked helpless in the car. And like, somebody said, it's not funny, but somebody was like, she don't know how to argue with him. Let tap me in. But for real. I hate, that's, I'm so sorry somebody said it. I hate when people are not arguing right because I'm like you had like seven entry points like you had Here's seven body shots. I don't like confrontation, but when I tell you when it's on and you testing me, I'm going to say some shit that's gonna you going to think that I shot you. It's going to be that crazy. Yeah, it's like and I'm I not going like to raise my voice. I don't like confrontation, but if you start saying certain shit to me, the confrontation just knocked at my door. Exactly. So now I got to answer. Exactly, because the things that's going to come out my mouth is going to be very crazy. Not even a gun can compare. But he did have a point. If you don't like how I treat you, please leave. And the thing is, I'm she's, she's stuck. And like many victims are yeah. you know but Krishan and Blueface is crazy because the way they harm each other yeah I personally like I don't know I know Krishan is you know problematic in a lot of ways yeah but here's the here's the gag when you are a black woman yeah. and when you are from the hood you know women like Krishan yeah so it becomes really impossible to simply like turn your back on her and be like oh fuck her and there's a legitimate concern I have for her her safety her baby safety exactly. like there's a big concern I have for her and I think that like everybody is not coming from the same mental capacity like not even like upbringing sometimes sometimes it's like i don't want to say people are like i don't want to say krishan is slow but some people are more gullible than others exactly and she said that she her step was her stepdad or dad like beat her mom up dragged her in the woods like so she's witnessed domestic violence she probably witnessed worse so she's like this ain't that bad that's what she's thinking exactly and so like as somebody who's like come from a household where like love was like at uh like at the forefront and like even with like my friends and stuff like that I have a stronger sense of self and a stronger like my no is way stronger than a lot of like I don't bend that no does not bend for me I'm done. When I'm done, I'm done. And I'm for real. Like, I don't yeah. go back. Mm-hmm. So, and if I do, it's not going to be the same. Like, for real. And yeah. um, so, she doesn't really have that. And it's just so bothersome that, like, they have a platform. Like, for real. They really have a platform where people watch this. And, like, it's up for debate. And people are like, well, but like, pulling up receipts. Like, every time he says something disrespectful to her, somebody's posting a video of her saying something disrespectful about his baby mom or something. And it's like a tit for tat. And, like, this whole domestic um, situation um, is being up for debate. And, like, people on the internet are, like, going in on it. And being, like, yeah. having a, such an opinion. And I'm like, wrong is wrong, right is right. It's like... 
you know, there is no, so I did learn, and I'm not ashamed to admit, like, I didn't really know there was a word for it, but, like, there is no such thing as mutual abuse, and it makes sense because it's a power structure, being Mm -hmm. abused, it's a power structure, so all the things that she's doing is a reaction to the things that he's doing, and also, he's not somebody that's, like, straight up yell at you, this and third, blah, 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 he does little things, like when he he'll provoke her and she'll like maybe swing on him and he'll be like y'all see what she doing abuse and like he'll like smile or something like that yeah but he likes to humiliate women yes he likes to do it like he will literally say the nastiest things to her like one time he said he was like stuck with having a baby with her and it's not something he wanted and like she was just like pouting and crying and he just like didn't care I'm like you're a nasty bitch um he's nasty to his son and that other old girl I please don't ask me her name but that other baby I think that's the OG Stewie. baby mom. look I yeah the one they call Stewie he literally was saying the other day, he said something, something, like, in a video with her, and he was like, hey, Stewie, Stewie. Like, I'm like, so the whole internet is ragging on your girl, and then you join in? He loves it. That probably literally makes him hard. Yeah, because like, she has a song. He he produced a song with her called Stewie, and he probably said, oh, that's funny, and then made her do and it. And she probably don't think it's funny, but she's so damn stupid. She don't know, like, to, to stand up, you know? And that's why he picks those types of girls. He picks those types to girls who can't stand up but here's my thing though Krishan is not like the girl Stewie she's not like her she can she has what four million followers and there's a reason yeah. why I think without Blueface, she's interesting without yeah. Blueface, she could be funny she's off the hook she's you know she she has a persona now you can question if you like it or not but I feel like she don't have to have him to make it she don't and i he really it. really want her to see that i think she's trying but she just keeps going back and like i'm really i don't know why i'm invested in this girl but i just feel like it reminds me of so many freaking friends that i've known growing up i've seen them fall into the same thing with the worst guy like a guy in my opinion i'm like what are his redeeming qualities what he are they? Because, like, he not doing nothing for you for real. Nothing for your development no. in any way. Um, but another person, before we move on, one other group of people I want to, like, literally make it clear that they're also in a sunken place. Like, in addition to Zeus for broadcasting the bullshit, also, like, the women who who make it like it's okay to go back to Blueface. They're like, she in love. Yeah, I like, hate what? a bird bitch like that to say she in love. Well, she needs to fucking fall out of love. That's what she needs to do. Yeah. Like, I, like, I always hated that. And me and Sabria, like, we've experienced that so many times. Like, we've been, like, encouraging people, leave this situation for your own wellness. Leave it for your own good. Hey, girlfriend, you don't deserve that. And then there'll be another person within the social circle that'll be like, but you don't get it. She in love. No, you're right. I don't get exactly. it because you got to be in love with yourself First. enough not to accept it. Exactly. You have to protect her and like not be so in love with like, and that's just, it'd be this, the self-love and a lot of these girls that also needs to be regulated by the government. Like we need to start putting some programs or something in place because that is our downfall as women. Like we were very amazing, but the, when we go, when we lose our marbles and when we start living in a man's world, we are useless. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Useless. No. For real. It's like real sad, real bad. It's like you are literally 
just a, a sack of bones I'm looking at right now. Like no brain, no autonomy, no like, I, I hate that girl where it's, and they make it like, I'm just a lover. Yeah, no, you a fool. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. No, exactly. you gotta love yourself first. If you really a lover, love yourself. How exactly. about that? You gotta be crazy about yourself. And it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's sad because the main people that's in it is Zeus because like they're giving this platform and again they're giving for people who like what Iman just mentioned people like that a platform and they're saying and she's somebody who's tuned in so like she's seeing the comments like there's been times that I've seen like her like certain stuff um like on like um what was I about to say I was being oozy but it was like a fan page on Instagram and like I've seen her like they people would make like um oh my god what the fuck are they called why am I forgetting what they call it like fan cams of like her and Blueface and I've seen her like them and I'm like, y'all are making this platform to make them like into this thing. And like, I don't know. It probably was real. But like a kid had like a Christian and Blueface like theme party. And I'm like, all right, this is just too much. What? Oh, yes, Lord. it was too much. I'm like, this is just like, it's just too much. I feel like we need to get serious here. Like, I feel like For nobody's real. being serious. Like, Nobody. please be serious. And also like with domestic violence, like one wrong move, somebody can be dead d did it's crazy it's not a joke it's not a joke and it scares me it scares, it scares me, me to so know bad that too, people especially. are getting like violently attacked or emotionally attacked in their homes and like i personally feel like who's there to protect them who's there to protect and them they're so about, scared now she has like, a you know? child and i'm just thinking about like she look like she be having fun but i'm like that is so like like for instance she just um whoa vicky just sued her and she got into an altercation and then Zeus Network said that she did not get into a physical fight while pregnant. And I'm like, who knows if she did like somebody threw something at her recently. Like, Yeah. Oh, that's another thing that. Yes, I forgot. That was another reason why I wanted to put this um, topic in a song of place because somebody threw something at her. a woman threw something at her when she was at trying to make her money at this baddies um like tour because you know like reality shows they be doing like going on tours and stuff and mm -hmm. she was there and a woman threw something at her and it's like and then her sister threw something at her no i don't know if her sister was trying to throw something back at the person or whatever but anyway somebody threw something at her mind you she's a pregnant woman she's pregnant and i'm like y'all want to do this in the name of blue face like that's crazy and i'm like y'all are putting her in harm's way for real and also you you're taking advantage because you know she would have went tasmanian devil on you if she wasn't pregnant exactly. that's one thing about her the hands be hand be real handy so it was just like I, I don't like that i can't stand a bitch to wait till somebody is in a position where they can't fight to be to get buck yeah. you wouldn't have done that if she was like you know in her uh she wasn't with child so it's just it's crazy yeah. it's these these people are crazy we need to save the youth <laughs> we need to no, save for the youth they scare me it makes me sick it makes me just so me. sick because she's only 23 when i saw on that police report that she was born in 2000 like that just hurt me so much i'm just like wow yeah. that makes me so sad makes me sad too it's just it's, it's insane it's insane um, so yeah, uh, let's all just like send some strength, healing, and maturity 
to Krishan because that's what she needs. And blue Blueface, I don't know what he needs. I think he just needs to be put in some type of specialty, like special facility what? or something. I want to say, I'm, I don't want our podcast to be taken down, but if you catch my drift. Yep. Okay. Picking yeah. it up. And you're not wrong. Yeah. Extermination. But yeah. Snip, snip. Yeah. Um, so let's get into common senses. All right. So, Sabria, I'll let you set this up. But essentially, we want to just talk about, like, again, children. That's the theme for the show. Like, sometimes we, like, celebrate children for doing things that are, like, very adult. And I've been wanting to talk about this a lot, especially as it relates to, like, children having, like, Instagram pages and becoming, like, Instagram content creators. Um, And uh, I know you kind of listed it in another way here, like, uh, but we're just going to get into that. So if, essentially, a Texas teen was so smart that she's on track to graduate college at 14. And she got accepted into med school. That is amazing. Here's what I be thinking sometimes. Yeah. Are y'all gassing this child up because we like the prodigy narrative? Oh, T, that's am I just, Sometimes I just be feeling like, you ever see where they be like, so-and-so got accepted to 50 colleges. So-and-so got over $1 million in scholarships. I'm not trying to take away from people who do that. But do so there was this time in high school where we, um, like, you know, there are people like me and Sabria who applied to college and we got accepted to college, yeah. right? But then for everyone else, it was mandatory that you left school but and, and applied to community college. So at our graduation, they said that we had a 100% college acceptance rate for all of our graduating class. Mm-hmm. Y'all, our graduating class barely graduated, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of folks literally barely graduated. It was so stressful because some people just were so disconnected from school yeah. and then graduation comes. And also, like, the teachers and the admin are looking like, oh, our numbers are not going to look good if this isn't happening, you know, so we need to make it happen. They pushed some people through, regardless of if they did the work or not, which, hey, I'm like, it is what it is. Some people just need to get out of high school and then they'll do better, yeah. you know, especially when you go to school in the inner city, public school. And we were the first graduating class, so we didn't, the structure really wasn't there. Very experimental style school, but they said 100% of our students graduate and everybody roared in applause. Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. What they did not mention is that it was a requirement to apply to community college and to community college accepts everybody. And there's nothing wrong with community college. That's not what I'm saying, but they fudged the numbers. Yeah. So if you, if they would have, so if they would have went back one year later, so me and Sabrina, we graduated in 2010. If they would have went into 2011, they would have seen about 25% of the people actually follow through with their plans and in, in whatever institution that they decided to go to, whether it was hair school, whether it was, um, um, CCP, rather it was like you know a bunch of different things, and this is not me like downplaying people because like make it make it do what it do, you know for for yourself. But it's just to say that folks will gas up young people mm-hmm. and make it like they're doing so much more, and in reality, it's just like. I don't believe it sometimes. Like maybe that's my distrust from that personal experience, but I see how people fudge data, fudge number, mm-hmm. and then somebody could be suffering. Like, this 14-year-old could be suffering, you know? Yeah, exactly, because, like, my thing is, again, like, all this is no hater shit. It's just, like, very concerning, because I'm like, 
med school is very hard to get into. Like, I recently became friends with somebody who, um, who got accepted to med school. And, like, I was learning more about med school and they have to take a test called the MCATs. And, like, there's people who, like, it's a very tedious test. It's very hard. It's not easy. There's people who take it multiple times. Um, it's expensive and there's a lot of preparation. And these people are like in their tw- like late 20s, not even mm-hmm. early 20s. These people are like mid to late 20s doing this. And I'm like not saying that a kid could not, you know, be a genius. But like as I get older and like learn more and like get more like even at 31, I don't even feel like super like adult. Like I feel like a quote unquote like fake adult. And I feel like my parents are like the real adults. Um, cause it's like, oh, I'm like, still feel like childish in a way. Um, but I'm just like wondering, like, how does that go? How would you know, like med school at 14? Yeah, that's a lot. Like that is it's really, a really lot. a lot. It is a lot. And like, as somebody who had, I feel like I had like a blossoming childhood. Like I got, I was outside a lot. I had a lot of friends. I did like a lot of true, like I used to go to like this, like a quote unquote teen nightclub. And like, I just have so many memories of just like doing great childlike things like going to Clementon Park or Durney Park with my neighbors doing it like once um like a once in the summer like we do a big trip like I just and I just worry like kids like this are they are they experiencing like that childlike wonder yeah yeah and I agree and sometimes you meet some people you know, you ever meet somebody like New York um, from I Love New York made a joke. She was like, I was never a child. I always knew. And it's like, <laughs> you just like, are, there are some people who just like that child stuff. Like it's never, it never was them. Never gave it. Yeah, it never, never gave, gave it. Child. So you have to wonder like, is this, you know, the children that this happens to like, is they, are they just never like, was they never like um, invested in childhood things? Yeah, and that could be the case. And to your point, I wasn't a genius as a child. <laughs> Quite the opposite, really. Um, and, like, I just felt like my intelligence came in other ways. Like, I was always really, like, talk to people and stuff like that. But I just feel like it's hard for me to understand a child being um, uh, mature enough, like, emotionally, even if they are, like, that intellectually too. there, that, to be it. around, like, you know, adults at that age. Yeah. Um. So I just Googled, like, Oppenheimer to see, because I'm like, well, you know, he was regarded <laughs> as a genius. Robert Oppenheimer, let's see if he skipped school. So they said that he did third and fourth grade in the same year, right? And they said he skipped half of eighth grade. But his ass still entered college at 18. <laughs> So I'm like, so if the godfather of the atomic bomb didn't, wasn't in medical, you know, could he have maybe, but like, is it appropriate is my question. Like, is it appropriate um, to have kids around this age? And it's like, can we just provide more rigor in other ways? Like, I don't know what to do. Cause I'm like, all right, say you really are just like a genius. Like say you are actually even smarter than Oppenheimer. Right. Yeah. 
What what are you supposed to do? That's how you become bored and you start acting out if you're not engaged. I just I have to do a little bit more digging, but sometimes I feel like stuff like that is odd, is very weird, and it's just I feel like it's like a tagline. You know, yeah. people like to say stuff like that because it's just like look at this outlier, you know? Exactly. And I, I just I don't know, and I don't want to discredit anybody, especially a 14 year old genius, you know, because that is a good thing. That's a very good thing to be a genius, and and in comparison to some of the other kids we talked about in the same show, like I'd much rather a kid be going to med school than on TikTok acting crazy, wasting their brain away. <laughs> but it's just like I don't I don't know. It just feels weird to me. Yeah, it always makes me like uncomfy and like as I get older again and get deeper into adulthood, I just realize like how precious child like you really spend they really don't I feel like it's never like people say it, but it's never like emphasized that you really spend way more time as an adult than you do as a child. Like mm -hmm. for real, you spend real, the rest real. of your life as an adult. And that really wasn't like pressed to me as a kid. Maybe it was. And I just didn't give a fuck because I really didn't care about listening to an adult, to be honest. Because mm -hmm. um, all I cared about was being around kids. But like it's you for real, for real spend more time being an adult you do a child so like childhood yeah. is very precious and i feel like as i get older i feel so more protective of childhood yeah i feel the it. same way i feel the same way and it leads me to like my point i was talking about earlier about like the content creators for example like van van okay yeah van i'm i'm van van number one fan she's funny she's adorable her yeah. little dance moves but it's, it gets crazy because I'm like, I know Beyonce was put to work when she was like nine years old. And you got to trust that like, like her parents knew this is what she wants. We aren't forcing her. It wasn't like a Jackson five situation where Joe Jackson didn't care if you wanted to do the electric slide or not. You was about to bust a move and that was yeah. it. And you was going to like it. But like with somebody like a Rihanna, I'm, I'm sorry, with a Beyonce who's been singing since nine years old. Or somebody like a Raven Simone, who was a child star who seemed to have never experienced anything toxic. They liked it. But sometimes I question, like, when it's happening. Like, I saw Van Van, like, on stage performing. And I'm like, yo, she looks like she's enjoying it. But I'm also like, she's being put to work. <laughs> like, she's being put to work. And, like, I always remember my mom used to tell, say all the time, when I was a kid, people would always be like, you need to put her into modeling. You need to be putting her in the modeling. And my mom was like, obviously, I thought my child was the most beautiful child in the world, but I didn't want you being put to work. I didn't want you to have to have feel no pressure because you're going to spend enough of your life working. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, I used to get pissed. Like, mom, I would have loved that. <laughs> I really would have loved that. But I'm thinking about the I was thinking about the superficial aspects of it. But now that like I'm grown and I'm like, thank God my mom didn't put me under a critical eye of people at such a young age, because who knows what that would have done to my confidence. Like, yeah. who knows if that would have, I could have been the same person because, like, we, I wasn't a small girl, especially as I got older. And I grew up in the 90s, please. Yeah. One thing they hated in the 90s was a fatty. Because so, I was about to say, yeah, I when, um, when I was doing acting as a kid, um, when I was like, I think I was like 11 or 12, we all had monologues, and this teacher was nasty. She made us all do monologues that was like very, like, um, I'm like, 
in my mind, I'm like, oh, I want to do, like, Disney Channel stuff. I'm like, oh, I hate my brother. Like, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of stuff like that. And she's like, we're going to get raw. We're going to get deep. First of all, I'm 12. Like, relax. <laughs> And you just want to get deep. You like getting yeah, more. You're like not you're thinking about the weird. kids. So my monologue was being a chubby kid and going for acting auditions. This mm. is literally my life. I don't want to do a monologue about that. I want to act to become somebody else. I want to escape. And you make me do... This is a monologue that you chose for me. And then there was another girl who was a teen mom, like, for real. And they made her do a monologue on, like, being a teen mom and going to auditions as an actress. And I'm like, that's... As a child actor. And I'm like, but that's her life. Like, all this... I'm like, this is our lives. Like, you're making us do this. Like, this is not fun. I wanted to be like, oh, my brother's feet stink like i wanted to like <laughs> do stuff like that and for me that like put a sour taste in my mouth and like i don't that's not the whole reason why i don't like acting anymore but it definitely was like the first nail in a coffin for me where i was like i because in my mind mind y'all i'm 11 because i i think i went to this camp two years or something i don't know but i was 11 12 and in my mind as a preteen i'm thinking this is how acting is going to be for me like, I'm thinking this is how it's going to be. Um, yep. and, and when you're young, you don't know that. You don't even know how to articulate that this is my problem. You just think that. And you're like, nope, not for me anymore. Yeah, exactly. But like, I as I got older, because I did like, you know, as when I was in high school and I really wasn't. First of all, I'm so sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I came from polished theater. So my high school it was too ghetto for me. I ain't wanted to participate. I did enjoy our plays. I will say our that, plays um, was nice, but the production. We had some singers. They did. In our we did sh- have we had singers. Some singers. But the production in, in the back, I was like, oh, I cannot do this. Yeah, it it, it was not easy. But we guess what? Okay. We supported in the audience. We definitely supported. But I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, this is ghetto. But besides that, I realized when I went to probably like when I went to college, I was like, oh, I actually don't want to be in front of the camera. I'd rather be behind the camera. So I'm like, okay, it's not because of Miss, oh, sorry, I'm going her name, but the acting teacher <laughs> from when I was a kid, it wasn't, I actually don't want to be in front of the camera. I have no desire to do that anyway. But it just was like, sometimes I think like if she never did that, like what had, would become of me? But anyway, mm. you have to think of stuff like that. Like, you know, because adult, like the whole thing with like the situation when like, you know, the kids being so smart, they go going to high school. The adults are not nice to kids who are talented. They're super smart. They are not nice. Not. And not. like, I witnessed that a lot. Like I had teachers who like were really invested in me, but then I also had teachers who were just very mean and nasty like that acting teacher i feel like she wanted to embarrass us Mm. and because Mm. she was a and also she was a bigger lady and (laughs) 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 so she probably like you chubby bitch you gonna be there i'm like what i Kid. She's like, I know what it's like. It's like you don't know me. I'm like, I'm literally also, so adorable. And also, sometimes adults want kids to come to their level. They don't want to come to the kids' level. Exactly. And I, and I realized that's what me like. I was just talking to my dad about how, like, when I reflect on like being a kid with him, I always felt like 
that was my buddy like my dad that was that was my dude like that was my guy you could tell in pictures like I got my arm wrapped around him and I'm like but do you know how patient you got to be as a grown-up to make a kid actually feel like y'all are on the same level and it's just yeah. the right amount of on the level because obviously I knew that was my dad and I did not play with him but it was like I really felt like oh let me meet my dad I want to go to the toy store my dad didn't my dad was a grown-ass 40 year old man when I was like seven he didn't give a shit about toys but he came down to my level he made me feel like he cared that is something that is necessary to in, in engaging children it's not something that every adult is skilled at doing like some parents can't even do it like for example my mom did not come down to my <laughs> level I love her but she was like she don't go my mom don't come down to kids levels like you you won't have to come up to hers it was loving but like imagine somebody like I've seen teachers doing that in unloving ways like they don't want to they, they just feel like I'm the adult you're the child I have the power you don't and like that, mm-hmm. that's what I don't like yeah. yeah and it's just like you really are mean <laughs> mean as hell so mean and nasty and like I just be worried about kids like that <sighs> for sure it's, it's something that I feel like it was a great discussion, but we don't have the answers because it's just so complicated. You know, it's so complicated. And I mm-hmm. guess if they are performing well, protected well, their parents are in on it, you know, what can you say? They're getting the most out of their life, yeah. you know? So, you know, that's it, y'all. That's this week's episode. Make sure you hit us up. Let us know if you have any opinions about anything we've shared. Hit us up on the socials. Um, hit us up on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch, Twitter, BLK Girl Brunch. You can always write us on our email. We love when you send us listener love letters. We haven't received one in a few weeks. So, you know, this is your this is your call to action to email us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at imamate you can find me on Twitter at itsmate and Sabria you can find me at itsfrankenfem on Instagram and frankenfem underscore on Twitter and yeah on Twitter and itsfrankenfem also on TikTok sorry y'all I was doing so good it's okay. Um, you you've had a day, girlfriend. I'm I'm hoping that you can get some rest like immediately after. Um, but that's it, y'all. That's the show. We love y'all. Bye. Peace.